Father, we thank you. We, we thank you that, that we're here, that you have brought us to come together and praise you and honor you in our study of your word. Open our minds, our hearts um, to your message. To you, Lord, uh, this day, may we, Lord, see you in everything we do. May we be a testimony of your love in everything that we do, Lord. Even as we discuss, especially as we discuss your things in your name. Amen. So we are starting our last of the Mohicans in building the foundation. We're doing God's will and guidance. <clears throat> and <clears throat> it will probably take us the next three Sundays, maybe, maybe two. We're going to start with God's will today. And as I was preparing for today's lesson or today's discussion, um, get the news of the tragedy in Texas. And my mind goes... It, to where's the will of God in that. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. But before we get to that, we'll have to, we'll have to talk about other things first. Because um, we have to. We have to. Um, so we're starting our last. And I'm trying to figure out what to do next. Yes, sir. No, that's, that's an, another thing. I mean, any, everything that happens, everything that happens is the will of God. We always say God is sovereign. We get to that, sir. All right, so God's will, the will of God. And I have three verses here. There's many more. But I want to, to start with those three verses. And uh, Osborne, if you take the first one, Mike, you raise your hand, take the second one. And you mind taking the third one? Yes. You, yourself, all three of you. Osborne. <coughs> James 4. And I'm like, okay, okay, that's fine. No problem. Yeah. You, know, you want to go get coffee and come back? No, <laughs> So today or tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and train and make a profit. Yet, you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. It's one will. Mike. Perfect will of God. He wasn't reading. I know. <laughs> I love it. The only verse I <laughs> And he wasn't even closing his eyes. He went, you know, he was actually reading it from uh, his mind. That's awesome. So, the perfect will of God. Third one. So, what do you think that means? Mm -hmm. Everything that's going to happen. In the Bible, we have many ways 
that represents the will of God. It talks about the will of God. God's will. And there's specifically two wills of God. And that's what we, I want to talk about first before we talk about God's will in tragedies, if I can. Okay? Now, let's go. Let's go there. Two wills of God. First one, and I have a lot of uh, references there, so we'll go through all of them. The sovereign will of God. And we're going to go, and the commanded will of God. The will of command. And there's two very distinct and different wills of God. One is, the one that says the ultimate and complete control over everything. And we talked about that, I don't know, it was, I think it was nine months ago, when we talked about the characteristics of God. He's sovereign. He has control over everything. He wills everything. And we don't know what that will is. Sometimes it's revealed as we go. And other times it's not. We don't know. It's revealed in history or it's revealed in the Bible. Or it hasn't been revealed and it won't be revealed. God is sovereign, one will. And we get to a lot of references. The second one is will of command, a commanded will, is revealed in laws of principles that shall not kill, murder. That's the will of God. Love one another. That's the will of God. Two very different one is going to happen regardless. The other one, we disobey. The other one, we don't pay attention to. Sometimes, sometimes we do. We'll get to many references of those. All right, so let's get to it. Sovereign will. And I have all these guys, all of them. Let me get to my notes here. <clears throat> So, God is sovereign over all things, yet sometimes <clears throat> he disapproves of many things. Sometimes he ordains things that he disapproves. I don't know that. Put that on quotes. Hmm? I'm sorry, say that again. I can't hear you. That's a good example. Like, and we get to more. All right, so Matthew 26, 39. Let's do this. Matthew 26, 39. Acts 4, 27, 28. Isaiah 53, 10. Osborne, you get uh, 1 Peter 3, 17. Ephesians, Mike, 1, 11. And uh, uh, Matthew, did I miss one? No. Matthew 10, 29. And they are on. Then we get to Proverbs 16.33, and I'll take the last two. Okay? Whenever you're ready. Uh-huh. So we have the, one of the greatest examples of the sovereign will of God. Right? We talked about that earlier. You know, the will of God, his sovereign control of all that comes to pass. 
And the clear example is Jesus as he speaks in the, the Garden of Gethsemane. He's suffering, but he says, not your will, not my will, but yours. It's his sovereign will. It's what you want to happen, that's going to happen. Next one. Okay, so what is happening here? What is, what is he talking about? Read it again. So, what was the will of God? That Jesus died. That Jesus died. Whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. That was the plan, his decree. Can that be changed? No. No. We couldn't change it. He couldn't change it. Jesus couldn't change it. Jesus bowed and said, this is what I want, but not my will. Your will be done. Your sovereign will. So the crucial point here is that the sin of man was used to do the will of God. The sovereign will of God. You start seeing the difference? Sovereign will of God, commanded will of God. That's what we're looking at, the two different will. Okay? Next one. Mm-hmm. That's Isaiah, right? So, what is Isaiah writing? That's an interesting set of words, right? Is he really pleased because of his will, because what's going to be delivered? Next. Uh-huh. What do you think that says, Osborne? Yeah, but what is that saying? What is that saying? It's saying, read it again. Read it loudly. It's better to suffer for doing good. Something bad is going to happen for doing good. It's better to suffer for doing good if it is God's will. And I'm thinking persecution, right? It's the sovereign will of God. But you don't deserve anything, the good or the bad. Is that simple? Why do we think we deserve the good, but not the bad? Why do, why do you think you deserve the things that don't happen to you? I always, I always go to the, the thief on the cross for everything. He got what he deserved, but he is in paradise. He had no doctrine. He got what he deserved. He died, but he is in paradise. She's first, and then you. Then if it's not related, no comment. Uh-huh. Right. Right. Most often, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 And part of part of what I want to get to is, is as I said earlier, is the will of God in tragedy because of what happened on Tuesday and all that. But it's because I, I want to get to it for something I, I read from someone who lost their their child. Okay. Um, so where am I? It may be God's will that Christians suffer from doing good. So 
it's better to suffer from doing good if that is, should be God's will than from doing evil. So don't do evil. I'm doing evil, I'm, I'm fine. No, do good, even if you suffer. That's what that's saying. Okay, next one. Oh, Natalie, I'm sorry. For the good of those who love him. Right. But it only applies to those who love him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I want to make sure because there might be someone listening to this. Right. Correct. And I, I don't want to add to that. It's not just our time on earth. We live for eternity. And we always, and I know I've said it here many times, we always forget that. It's eternity. You know, and we always, you know, it's, it's, it's our time here. It's a, no, it's, it's the whole time that we're going to live with God. You know, there's going to be another time. Right? Because he's preparing us, and I, I don't know. Maybe before you die, you're still suffering. So did I, did I reach the time that I don't suffer before I die? Not necessarily. I understand, but, but what I'm trying to say is, is we might not stop suffering. But you said something that I don't want to get lost. We need to trust in the Lord. He knows better because he is sovereign. And I know it's so difficult for all of us because we want to know what's coming next. Because not knowing what comes next feeds our fears. Because most often when we are afraid is because we don't know. And then we start thinking many other stuff. And not knowing feeds, but we need to trust. And we're going to talk a little bit about that some more. Next one. Uh huh. All right, so what is Paul saying there? What is Paul summarizing there? It's that simple. <laughs> that simple. What's going to happen is going to happen because he wills it. But, but I want it this way. You know, what did we read first? Say, the, if the Lord wills, will do this or that. What is that truly saying? What is a word that we don't like to use? Start with a C. Contentment. We hate it. We don't like to be content with what we have because we want it all. And we want it all now. And we want to have it yesterday. And the decisions we make are made to justify our lack of contentment. 
And we think he wills, but we're not paying attention. And we need to slow it down. All right. The will of God is God's sovereign governance of all that comes to pass. So, in God's providence over the universe, it extends to, and he's going to read Proverbs, oh no, who has a, Matthew, Matthew 10, 29. What does that say to us? Everything. Everything. No. Good morning. Welcome. Everything. So it extends to every detail of nature and human decisions. Not one sparrow falls to the ground apart from our Father in heaven. And Proverbs 16.33. Every decision is from the Lord. And he laughs because we see it every single day. But we still like to hit that wall. <laughs> and we love it. <laughs> and we go back and we're like, all right, no, that wall is not there. But every decision is from the wall. And Proverbs uh, 16.1, the plants of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. And Proverbs 21.1, the king's heart is a stream of water in the hands of the Lord. He turns it wherever he will. So God's sovereign control of everything. It's the sovereign will of God. It cannot be broken. It always comes to pass whether you want it or not. He does according to his will among the hosts of heaven and among the inhabitants of earth. And none can stay his hand or say to him, What have you done? Says Daniel. And we do. What are you doing, Lord? We argue with him. You think he laughs at us? Yes, ma'am. Right. Sure, sure. and, and, and that's, that's part of what we talked about. I don't know, I always, you know, to me it was the other day, but it was so, so long ago that you can't, it's difficult for us, but you can't separate who God is into, into different parts because he's, he's all of it. So when we're going through and in the same moment, in the same moment, in, in, in my experience, I go through it. You know, you're, you go through the, the human emotions because they're, you're human. But you're saved. And you're like, yes, Lord, this is your sovereign will. You will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I know that you're taking care of me. And I know that it hurts. And I know that without you, it's going to hurt even more. At least that's what I believe. 
And he does. And I trust. Yes, Nana? Regulate that point. All right. And, and I, what I want to go, when, when, I, when we talk about the will of God and, and, and tragedy is uh, Psalm 139, specifically, and how this person who lost his child and the great comfort he has received from that psalm and what you just said, the experience of David, seeing David going through that. So I want to, yes, it never fails. That's true. And make it your own. Understand it. And be a testimony of that. You will be done. All right, that was sovereign will. The second is commanded will of the will of command. And we have a few of those here. Um, Nana, would you take Matthew 7.21, Astrid, 1 Thessalonians 4.3, Jesus, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, and uh, Mariana, right? Yeah. I'm trying to remember. 1 John 2.17. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're saying that the will of command is commands from the Lord that are laws or rules or principles that are in the Bible that we disobey. They're the will of God, but we disobey. So, what is Jesus saying? There will be people that are disobeying. Right? And they will say, what are they saying? Lord, Lord. Not everyone what it says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. So they're not doing the will of God. They're disobeying God. There's a difference between the sovereign will of God, that his will be done regardless. Make sense? Next one. Bro, everyone follows that. She goes, <laughs> right? That's the will of God. Your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality. So here we have a specific instance of God command to us, holiness, sanctification, sexual purity, purity. This is the will of command. But so many do not obey. It's again, it's a commanded will of God that's not obeyed. Next one. Yeah. So give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Again, specific aspect of the will of command. Give thanks in all circumstances. But we don't do it. Good morning, coming in. But we don't do it. We don't do this will of God. Now, one more. Not all will abide forever. We're commanded. The will of God 
commands us. But not all will abide forever. Some do, some don't. The difference, some do the will of God, some don't. So the will of God commanded, sometimes it doesn't happen. Sovereign will, will of command, commanded will. All right, so I have a, any questions, anything to add on that one? Yes, sir. So we have a quick table here. Sovereign will is secret, known only to God, except, as I said earlier, revealed through history and revelation. The commanded will is revealed in the Bible. We know what they are, what he says. The sovereign will cannot be resisted or thwarted. It can't. The commanded will, we just talked about it. Sovereign will encompasses both good and evil. He uses the sin of man. We read it. It involves only what is good and holy in the commanded will. What does that mean? You cannot do something bad and said, that was the will of God. You cannot. God told me to do it. Nope. Comprehensive control, specific, and the believer is not commanded to know. And yes, we are exhorted to know and understand it. Any questions there? Very straightforward, right? Yes? Now, so when bad things happen, when bad things happen, what about it, Victor? I think it's important that we know this two truths of the sovereign will of God and commanded will of God. And that we make it our own as we go and understand when a tragedy like Tuesday's tragedy happened or when something happened to us. When something terrible happens to anyone. Because the assurance that God is in control and therefore is able to work all my pain and loss together for my good and the good of all, the, of, of all who love him gives me great hope. On the other hand, we know that God sympathizes with us and does not delight, commanded will, in sin and pain in itself. So, when an 18-year-old walks into school and starts shooting, it is not the will of God. Because God doesn't command 
for a kid to start shooting all the people. His command is to love one another. That shall not kill. That shall not murder. That's not supposed to happen. That's the sin of man. Now, is it in the sovereign will of God? Yes. Can I tell you how he's going to use it for his kingdom? I can't. I don't know. I wish I could. I wish we can talk about it out in the open, truthfully, in the media, really talk about it, of the need of God, of the need of of truly uh, a Savior. But it's our responsibility to do it. No. God did not tell that kid to do it. No, it wasn't in God's plan to do it. It was in his plan to bring his son to die for us. For that child. For the children that die. To come to know him. I don't know, maybe some of them knew him as their savior. My prayer is that all of them had known him. Let me, let me, I'm so glad you asked that. Because I have three options. The question is, why didn't he stop it? Let me, when, when things happen, we have three options. God has the ability to protect us. But he doesn't want to. Okay? But in that first option, God is a distant and uncaring God. So that is not the God of my Bible. You understand? Second option, God wants to protect us, but he doesn't have the ability to do it. And in that option, that's not the God of the Bible. Because it's a God who isn't powerful enough to do anything. So we have one last option. We have a God that has the ability to protect us, but he desires something that in the grand scheme of his sovereign purposes that is greater than protecting those, I say us, those who die. Now, I don't know what that is. He didn't reveal that. He hasn't revealed that to us. That's in his sovereign will. And I'm wrecking my mind, and I've been looking, I've been reading, because I want to know. But I know he's not the first two. Otherwise, he, I'll be with you in a second. If he's one of the first two, we're praising the wrong God. 
He is not the God that we see in the Bible. And I go back to what we talked about earlier. We don't deserve him sending his son as a savior. We don't deserve anything that he does for us. So why is he protecting us? Why didn't it happen to us? Why didn't it happen to you or me? You wanted to say something. We could be forced to love him. I don't, I don't know. I'm not quite certain we will be forced to love him because as human, we. Well, that's a different conversation if we have it or not. Um, but but I, I get your point. I get your point. Is if he intervenes in everything and he stops only for the good of people, then what is the consequence of that, too? Is what you're saying, right? Right. Sure. 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 And not, and not everyone, not everyone is, is saved. And not everyone is going to be saved either. You know, there's the elect. So we get into, into additional, additional conversations there also. So I, I understand. I understand. Um, but it's the sovereign will. It's what we're, we're talking about. And I want to bring it back to that. Yes, ma'am. They did. Right. Do not murder and. Correct. Anything else? Yes, sir. And and we and we and when we use the parallel of the, of of the uh, sacrifice of Christ, he used the sin of others. So we we we're, <laughs> we're in the same place. Right. That's all I have for today. Um, yes, and uh, I didn't bring it. <laughs> I was looking for it. <laughs> but it, it, hap- it, it goes because um, the, this society truly believes that every, everyone is good. Yeah, everyone that's born is good. So everything is good, everyone is good, and, and we know it's not. And, yeah, and it's... And that, that's, that's, the, uh, that's the problem there. Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, again for the opportunity to come together to praise you and honor you and worship you and study of your word. Now we ask that you bless our time of fellowship and our time of service and that you uh, bless our, our singing, our Uh, communion time and our preaching time. In your name, amen.